Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for clicking on another episode of Everything in 3D. I'm your host, Dami Dare. Good morning. How are you? How was your weekend or your week? Today's going to be a very fun episode, a very interesting episode of that. So I was listening to a podcast last week, and it was a very interesting conversation being had. But I didn't really enjoy it as much as I would have if the person talking was talking from a point of view that I could relate to understand. It was even more beneficial in a way because I didn't know where she was coming from. So I was able to learn from someone else's point of view because that's how conversations and, you know, talking works, right? And learning. But I thought, how much more interesting would this be if I'm talking about this from my point of view and the many point of views I could learn along this conversation? So today, I thought we could talk about religion or what that might be for different people, right? But I will say that, unfortunately, if you're not, and this applies to almost everything in life, I believe, that if you're not as firm in what you choose to abide by or quote-unquote believe in, then some conversations are either going to be very difficult or just very um, unsustainable for you because if you can, like, because then it's not like sometimes if you're easily swayed, like I'm someone who sometimes for some certain topics, I know how easily swayed or persuaded I could be with some conversations. So I stay clear of them till I have a foot in what I believe in in those topics, right? So if you're someone like that, some conversations might be difficult for you. So I say that, with, yeah, so that to say that if you know this is a conversation that might be tricky for you because you're still trying to find your footing and if you want to or if you do believe in anything. Then I completely understand if you choose to click off this particular episode and circle back whenever you've had your footing. But if not, I think we're going to have a very fun ride in exploring the world of a religion or what that might be, right? So let's let's jump into it. So when I think of religion, I try to think of what I believe, well, not even believe, what I define as religion outside of what it could actually be or what it is, you know, ruled to be by a dictionary or the internet. So when I think of religion, I think of rituals, right? And I don't mean the extremities of, like, an actual ritual with, like, killing someone or something. I just think of, like, what you govern yourself, your household or your family by. So a great example. Say you wake up in the morning and you've, you're programmed, or not programmed because that makes it sound um extreme. Just say you wake up in the morning and you've decided that every morning where you wake up for the rest of your life, you don't want to touch your phone or whatever technology, unless it's like a coffee maker, but like your phone or whatever technology for like an hour or two because you would like to give your brain a moment to recalibrate or just to like breathe and do everything you need to do. Maybe journal, write your thoughts or, you know, whatever the case might be. Or maybe you wake up and you want to, you like to jump to the bathroom immediately to like splash cold water on your face because it's some kind of like skincare regime or it's a routine or it's just your ritual. You know what I mean? And it just governs yourself, your day, your life, whatever the case might be, right? That's what I think of when I think of religion. I think of what you govern yourself by or what governs you. Now let's see what the dictionary has to say about what a religion is, right? So religion, according to Oxford, is the belief in and worship of a superhuman power or powers, especially a god or gods, a particular system of faith and worship, a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. 
Now, I find it very interesting that all these definitions of religion kind of coexist with something being in the picture and most likely being supreme or being a deity or being worshipped or having some kind of power, right? Because when I think of it, I think of... And maybe they all, in some way, are all linked because when I think of religion, like I said, I think of a ritual that kind of governs you and helps you with your day-to-day. But I didn't really think of a deity when I was defining my definition of a religion. But according to this, it kind of talks about like some kind of worship or belief in something. So I think in a way they are all linked, right? And that's very interesting. Now when I think of religion, I always think I also think of faith. And if you would ask me what faith means, right, I will give you two, def- two different definitions and I'll explain why. When I was growing up, I grew up in a so like the country I grew up in Nigeria, like um, most of you know, was almost cutthroat with what existed, right? So it was either Christianity, Islam, or sometimes scarcely traditional worshippers. And when I learned what faith meant at the time, it was like during CRK. So faith wasn't something that was just taught taught off the whim. It was during CRK. And what does CRK mean? Ding, ding, ding. CRK means Christian Religious Studies. So it coincides with being Christian because that's what they taught us faith meant, right? Obviously, on some different occasion, it could be IRK, which is Islamic Religious Studies. And I don't know much about um, traditional worshippers at that time. I don't know what they were being taught, but for context, that's what it was. So now, if you ask me what faith meant then, I'd have told you that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and convictions of things not seen, right? That's what faith meant then to me. Assurance of things hoped for and conviction of things not seen. And I really enjoy that definition because it doesn't really... It's almost as if it's left to your interpretation. It's not really lined or linked to something if you think about it, right? If you ask me what faith means now, I would say faith is believing or just trusting. Like, I I would end it there. I wouldn't say it's like, oh, believing in, trusting that. I would just say it's believing right? And if you ask me why I think that's definitely, I would say because again, from how I've defined things from my own point of view, right? Does faith have to be, oh, I have so much faith in this person, he judges everything, which could be for some people, right? So I'll give you a very, very basic example just for like, you know, context. When I think of faith, I think of belief, I think of like, Oh, I just woke up in the morning. Oh my gosh. Um, it's going to be a great day. I believe it's going to be a great day. Or oh, I'm going to see that new movie. It's going to be a great movie. I just know it. I believe it. Or you have a class, but you're like running on like, I don't know. Or let's just say, no, classes, some things like classes and like school is a bit predetermined. So um, let's just think of something a lot more mundane. Um, you're going to work out, for example. It's like, oh, I'm going to have a great workout. Or oh, I hope I have a great workout. Because I think sometimes, um, what's what I'm looking for? Um, oh, what is on top of my head? Hold on. Uh, oh, um, 
sometimes not being sure is some kind of believing, I think. I hope that makes sense. So it's like, I hope I have a great workout or it's going to be a great workout because sometimes you could be tired mid-workout and you decide to leave, right? So when I think of faith, I think of just believing or trusting. Does that unfortunately clash with what I was taught growing up? Yes, but maybe this will make sense at the end of this conversation. So let's keep moving. Now, what, what is faith according to Oxford? Again, let's circle back. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. A system of religious belief, a strongly held belief or theory. Now, this is a very, very interesting and intricate definition because if we think about it, all these definitions that I have listed, right, are tied to something. And it's almost as if, uh-oh, they can't exist without something else existing. Look at this, for example. Strong belief in, complete trust or confidence in, a system of, a strongly held belief or theory. A theory can't exist without a pre-existing notion. So, for example, again, all the definitions I'm going to give an example, I'm going to dump them down so they don't just, like, circle around something, right? So, let's say the theory of how the universe was created. If you ask some people, some people will tell you that it was by the Big Bang. Some people are part of the world, they will tell you it was the Big Bang. Some people will tell you, oh, it was God. And not just, like, oh, the Christian God. It could be, oh, so whatever part of the world, oh, it was my God that made it. And he made all of us. And some people have some other definitions that are actually very interesting that I would like to um, circle back to as well sometime in this episode, right? So it's almost as if faith can't exist without something else. And I know I'm, I'm, not, even, I'm not trying to like, I promise I'm not trying to like <laughs> sound so slow that I'm trying to sound intelligent. That's not the case. But like this, again, everything we're talking about is in context of religion, right? Not outside of that. So when I've always thought of faith, I haven't really tied it to anything i've just always thought it's oh just believing now it's different when you pray and it's like oh you know it's done right or you just trust in something about like a particular whatever you know, whatever the case might be i hope i'm passing my points across i don't want to ramble too much i don't sound like i'm saying bullshit so now when i've thought of religion i've thought of faith and same thing as well in the same breath when i've thought of religion and faith i've thought of spirituality now i'm going to say this that like if you asked me years ago and not too long ago i'm not even I'm like when i say years i don't mean like 10 years ago let's even say like five years ago if i can like five years ago right or maybe four years ago fuck it three or three years ago maybe yes if you ask me about spirituality i'm like oh it has to do i, w- I wouldn't really give you like a definite answer I'm like oh something with god doesn't it isn't it or like maybe the holy spirit or something that's, that's the answer i would give you but moving across the world and having my own um lessons and experiences with people and whatever the case might be if you asked me what spirituality meant i would tell you that spirituality is just oh you know believing in one's power and when i mean want i don't mean like a deity or something bigger than just believing by ones i mean like yourself so like if you if you say oh dummy what do you think of my spirituality or something like that right i would think or say oh it's just like believing that you are or that you have or that you can, right? That's how specific I would be thinking about spirituality because it's one spirituality. Does that make sense? I hope, why am I asking like you because I'm here to answer? But I really hope that makes sense. So 
those are the answers I would give. And to some certain degree, that's the kind of answer I would still have now because of some things I've learned. But I can't really speak for anyone or everyone. I'm not speaking. I'm really only speaking for myself. And that's, you know, goes without saying that these definitions that I have could honestly just change like like that's tomorrow depending on what i learn or dig up next but you know let's keep going so what is spirituality according to um, oxford our dear friend <clears throat> the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things as opposed to it's almost as if this definition is like saying look it has to do with human spirit or soul, and it doesn't have to do with anything material that you worship or physical. It's like your own self. It's yes, as human spirit or soul being concerned with. So it's like having to do with you and not necessarily anything else, you know, outside of that. It's very interesting. That's a very interesting um definition. Right? So if you would ask me all these things I have read def- definitions of, I like that I gave what I thought of before I read them up because... In a way, they are different, but they all make sense in the end. And that's what I basically thought about it, right? Religion, faith, spirituality, right? Now, what does what does all this mean to me? I I want us to try and like I'm I'm going to try and visualize the journey for you guys, so it makes sense from my point of view. Because I think this conversation is better when you think of yourself, the person you're listening to. And how you want to try to link, unlink, or just understand the conversation better, right? So, I grew up in a Christian home. And I'm currently Christian. And I separated the two because you can grow up in something and decide to deviate or decide to follow your own path later. But based on experiences, I grew up in a Christian home and I'm currently Christian, right? Now, growing up, I've... believed i don't say been taught because that's going to be very um it's going to be very hard to differentiate what i was taught and what i believe and what i just like what just came out of my mind but growing up i believed that oh when i'm praying is to god the big man upstairs right that's it and it's like me being a christian there's god up there that's all right and then in some way i don't know where this influence came from but then there was this you know, again, remember, this is the journey. So let's, I don't want to put timestamps, but let's just imagine we're growing up. So we're, like, we're growing up, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's just God up there. Everyone else, I don't know who you're praying to, but it's my God up there. You kind of need to do your own thing and talk to him. I don't know what else you believe in, but he's the only one that's up there, right? Now, I get to school and I meet Toby. And Toby is not Christian, but he prays. And... Every time Toby prays, his prayers get answered. And my prayers get answered. Or every time Toby and I are praying, I'm thanking someone for waking me up in the morning. And he's thanking someone for waking, me up in the, waking him up in the morning. Or Toby prays that he passes a test. Or, no, actually, hold on. Toby prays for a retentive memory after studying for a test. And I pray for a retentive memory after studying for a set test. And we both pass the test. Now, again... Remember, this is a journey, right? I'm thinking to myself, huh, is Toby praying to my God, even though he's not Christian, or am I praying to Toby's God and I've just been deceived? Or are there just two different gods 
coexisting and we're just praying. Our prayers are being answered. Let's mind our fucking businesses. Huh. Interesting. Right? And now that's existing in my head at the same time. It's like, okay, well, fair. We're praying. Everyone's happy. Great. Win-win, right? And we're going older. And there's Toby who's been praying. He's doing well. I'm praying. I'm doing great. And I we stumble across John. John doesn't pray like we pray. John has, you know, physical ointments and trinkets that he hangs in his lockers, but he has his own rituals. Again, not like in the extremities, but he has his own rituals. And every time John studies for a test, John prays and he stands in front of, you know, um, X, Y, Z. And John is praying. And John is passing his test. So, huh, am I praying to John's God? Am I praying to Toby's God? Or, or Toby and I praying to John's God? Interesting. Or are there just different gods existing up there? Huh. This is all I've, you know, been thinking. Now, I've gone through life. I've had this at the back of my mind. Not worried about it because, you know, what the hell? Everyone's happy. It's great. There's no need to discriminate. Now I grow and I move. <clears throat> and I come here. And I was questions like, huh, interesting. You worship this God, it's a Christian God, and for some reason, he killed his son, but he's like supposed to be the all-powerful. Why did he do that? I'd like to bridge a gap in this journey here because it's very important that when you remember when I said in the beginning that you have to be firm in what you believe in. Sometimes when people, you know, when you ask someone a question and it's something you're probably obviously curious about, but they can't answer you correctly and they're like, what the, like, you're fucking dumb, right? You just either don't care about it, don't believe it, or it's like it's bullshit, right? So now when I get asked a question like that, I've grown up, grow, well, what's what I'm looking for? I've been brought up to believe that. You can't question God. You can't question what's in the Bible. You can't question the man up there because you were run mad. Again, these are things I believed. I'm not going to label and say someone told me. These are just things that I believed. So you can insert whatever you want to insert. I think we are all smart, so that's what I'm talking about, right? Now, this is all just this is all I've believed. You can't just question it. So who are you to say why would he do that? Some other Christian that you would ask can say, Oh, I mean, just check. Boom, 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 this passage, it will give you the answer you're looking for. Don't be fucking stupid. And then the person will be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And if you ask someone like me at the time, it's like, well, I don't know. It's like, okay. And then I'm like, huh, I wonder why did my God do, you know, X, Y, Z, right? So let's even go into more famous questions that have been asked, like, over or have been asked over the years. The very famous question is, <clears throat> God created Adam and Eve, and then Cain and Abel came out of Adam and Eve. So it's only four people existing on earth. At this time, again, based on what I believed, I'm not speaking for anyone else, right? So, Cain killed Abel. It's the first murder um, that is recorded in the Bible. So, let's just say in the history of life as it were at the time. And God castigated and cast out Cain from wherever I was present. And he told him he would wonder in the wilderness for the rest of his life. I wonder if he's still alive, actually. That's a very interesting question. I need to, to research that. But you get my drift. Now, the world has gone on and Cain procreated. He had a family, right? I think, I don't know if it was ever recorded by, you know, I don't say based on assumption, but Cain had a family, right? So now I wonder, 
based on someone's question, hmm, did Cain come back to procreate with some other kids that Adam and Eve have, um, had, or did he meet people? And if he met people, then why were they recording in the Bible? Boom. And these are questions that, questions that are being, you know, that are happening, right? And then me as a person, I'm like, huh, well, it's not in the Bible, so I guess it didn't happen and you're lying, right? Because this is what I was taught. So what I was taught is what's law, right? We're going to talk about what I said there. This is what I was taught and what I taught is what's law. So if they said there was no one else, there was no one else. I don't know how it happened. Don't fucking ask me any fucking question, right? <laughs> That's how it was. <clears throat> and these are the questions being asked. Or another question, actually, very interesting question is, Actually, one of my favorite um, parts of the Bible is how um, there was a story that Elijah, who was a prophet, he ran faster than a chariot to deliver a message. I can't, I, I the, the scripture is a bit hazy to me because I haven't really read much of the Bible in a minute. And that's actually very, um, that's very bad. But it's never here or there, right? Now, I would like to say that, and I'm going to give a very, very dumbed down example so that everyone can understand that. So everyone knows Game of Thrones, or at least you've heard of it. If you haven't watched it, that's fine, right? Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. House of Dragons being the prequel, right? Obviously, it's fictional. But in this fictional world, a lot of these stories were passed down from generations. And these books and stories are written by maesters. Maesters being like, I guess, like nurses or doctors or something. or some, Basically, people who could read and write. Because not everyone could read and write at that time. And these stories were passed down. And for anyone who knows, Game of Thrones had dragons, right? So you're probably wondering, huh, these dragons were alive before these stories were written. So how did this one particular maester know that this dragon was red? And now you might think, well, all they had to do was, you know, the stories were passed down. So someone's grandma, like any story in your life, oh, someone's grandma probably told someone's granddaughter and the granddaughter told the husband and the husband and these stories just kept going for generations, right? It's interesting, funny, and very intriguing to realize and see that a lot of these stories were watered down and passed down from generations. So, circling back to the questions being asked about Cain and Abel, is it possible that when the Bible was written, actually, who wrote the Bible? I need to check that. Give me one second. Because I think it's Peter or Paul. Uh, who, who wrote the Bible? Great, okay. <clears throat> Traditionally, these books were considered to have been dictated to Moses by God himself. Okay, I remember that from the Ten Commandments. Since the 17th century, <clears throat> Scholars have viewed the original sources as being the product of multiple, good, multiple anonymous authors, while also allowing the possibility that Moses first assembled the separate sources. Beautiful. So, allegedly, God spoke to Moses, right? But then again, it says multiple anonymous authors. Who did they hear these stories from? It's very possible that it was a lot of autobiographies. That were just written and passed down, or someone was about to die and they told stories. Who knows, right? So it's then interesting to see that and realize that, like, what, I mean, so this is not speaking just solely on Christianity, but like, whatever you believe in and whatever text you believe in, unless being so modern or being being through someone's personal experience, is a big possibility that these stories were passed down. And in that time, when a story is passed down, who knows? Maybe. Jack was in the room and he fell asleep halfway. So when he was telling the story to someone else and the person was rising it, he omitted, added, or just mixed up some stories or some names or some colors or who, who knows, right? It's very possible. So lots of these texts are, I don't say based on hearsay, but you get my drift. So all these questions are being asked, 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 whatever. 
they're not invalid. They're actually very valid. And it's left to anyone's interpretation on how those questions to be answered. So I hope I've been able to give a very definite picture of how it has been, again, I only speak for myself, for me, experiencing how these things tend to exist and how these questions come up and how my mind has been from me thinking of my God and then coming across, oh, Toby's God, and then, hmm, John's God or God's. And now we're here. And now we're here, back to the picture. And now we're here and I stumble across someone else who doesn't believe there's any God up there. And like, huh, I wonder, why doesn't Shane believe that there's a God up there? Well, and Shane answers, well, I've been doing fine. I've been studying and hoping in myself that I'm going to do well. And I do well in my test. And I'm thinking, well, damn. So I wonder... Are all my God, Toby's God, and John's God just not exist, non-existent because Shane is here doing fine, not praying to anybody, and he's doing grace. And we're all doing the same. So what really is, if Shane is believing in himself, should I believe in myself too? Or what's the question, right? Now, that then brings the question of differences, differences in like what I was taught and what I learned, right? I was taught about my God, and I learned as I grew on, or grew up about other gods, and then branching out to friends who have their own gods, and they believe in what they believe in, and then me, obviously me believing before when I was younger, like I mean, obviously it can't be fucking possible that they can all exist at the same time. And now I'm where I am now. It's like of course they can, because why not, right? And I've also had questions like, <clears throat> well, how come you believe in something, or you support something, or you exist in a religion that doesn't support you as a person? Or support your sexuality or support your beliefs, right? And that's very interesting and very touchy to anyone who is not as sensitive. Or who chooses not to be sensitive, whatever the case might be, right? And then I wonder, huh? Allegedly, you sucking dick as a guy is forbidden and it's not supposed to be because it's a sin and abomination against nature, according to the Bible. That was, uh uh-oh, written by different people. Who knows what the truth is? We're going off this book that was written allegedly 2,000 years ago. We've been hearing 2,000 years ago for, like, how long now? So it's obviously more than 2,000 years ago. Let's just say 10,000 years ago. Who knows, right? And I get the question, why do you believe in something that doesn't support you as a person? And then I'm here sitting down wondering, huh, Dami, why do you? Why do you pray to someone who allegedly doesn't like you as a person and who allegedly thinks you're going to burn in hell for the kind of person that you are? And then I'm sitting here beating myself, but then I realize that, like, well... Huh. The person I've been praying to, or the person I've been believing in and having faith in, or the person who I choose to walk with and govern most, if not all, or maybe parts of my life and my family's lives, I'm thinking, well, I think this person is fine with me. I don't know about you, but I'm good, and I think he likes me, right? And that's an answer to a question that I've been asked. Like, well, no, I'm, I don't know who, what you choose to believe in. If you think your God doesn't like my behavior then maybe it's just possible we don't serve the same person and i think that's okay right do we all have to be governed by one particular law just because it's written in some book that was written thousands of years ago and we don't even know what the truth is anymore unless you're spoken to directly then i mean okay fair enough right because who knows and growing up and just existing as a person you've realized that like there's there tends to be a presence of hypocrisy rights in what people choose to abide by and choose to govern other people by so i'll give an example 
I'll give an example. A lot, you know, actually, I'm not going to give an example because it could be touching for some people and I don't want to be like, you know, very on the nose, right? But, okay, just talking in my context, for example, right? A lot of people talk about who I choose to be as a person and they bring some certain passage. Most of the time, like 80% of the time, it's always the same passage that no one really tends to understand. And, you know, obviously life is left to your interpretation and they always bring that. It's like, well, you can't do this because boom, 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 right? Well, I wonder... To anyone who's open to the question, like, if I can't do this because X, Y, Z, I'm all in the same boat because they're doing all these things that's, okay, for example, you're not supposed to judge or you shouldn't cast the first one if you're, like, absent of sin. And you know, what you, you know what I mean? And all these things breed hypocrisy because for some reason, when you tend to believe in something or a higher power, you then believe that anyone who's not doing by the book, quote-unquote, is wrong, so say let's just imagine a book let's not even speak on like existing books so say a book let's just call it the book say the book says you shouldn't eat dinner past 10 p.m right so you've worked from nine to five you're home by six had a shower you've had dinner by eight and you're not eating dinner past 10 how about someone who's worked from i don't know 12 to 6 Oh no, actually, fuck it. Someone who's had dinner from who someone who's worked from like nine to nine, they get home by eleven, right? And they have dinner. Does that mean what they're doing is wrong because you go home by six? Oh so well, by five, whatever whatever the case might be, right? Does that mean what they're doing is wrong? Or does it just mean that like theirs is just different? And does it make you wrong? It just makes it unique in its own way. So as I've tended or well, as I tend to exist as a person. I've come to realize, and I'm happy I've come to the realization that, like, realization that, like, sometimes, yes, there is some certain governance or some certain ritual, circling back to, you know, the rituals I explained, aside the extremities of a rit- actual ritual. There's certain rituals that are there to govern, guide, and, you know, be there for you, give you some answer that you're looking for to kind of settle your heart. But I've also come to the realization that, like, realization that, like if you choose to be cutthroat about this, how comfortable or how much of an asshole are you going to be? So because your, you know, the book says don't have dinner past 10. Well, if I go home by 9 and I, sh- you know, well, sorry, if I get a fuck by 9 and it takes me two hours to get home and I go home by 11, so I shouldn't have dinner because the book says so and I should wait till the next morning. That way I think I shouldn't eat. Obviously, please, this is being like so metaphorical. We get to, I hope you can like use your brain to kind of see what i'm talking about here right you know what i mean why can't it be left to your interpretation because i think that's the beauty of same thing with like movies and music because someone is talking unless it's like so cultural but because someone is talking about like or because a movie is talking about something in particular it doesn't mean you you're not allowed to take what you want from it right so even with the definition that i i that is in the dictionary for example like i did before i even define them i had no definitions so reading from the dictionary doesn't really change what i already thought or believed it just gives me a different perspective i think it's fine to not want to abide by that perspective so i think sometimes some certain religions not speaking of anyone anyone in particular they tend to bring hypocrisy because you would realize if you look into that some people tend to do exactly what their quote-unquote the book says not to do 
So it says, don't judge for God's sake. And you're judging someone because they don't have dinner by 10. You're doing exactly what it says not to do. So because you want to be so by the book, you're judging someone else who is not being by the book. So you're both, like, you know, if we're going by what it says, you're both fucked, isn't it? Because you're both doing what it says not to do. And it, then does that make sense to you or do you think it's fair, right? I think it breeds, it breeds hypocrisy and it's um, a very interesting thing. So now let's think of the church. Let's think of the church, for example, right? Now, there are various denominations of churches across the world. And honestly, that could either be beautiful or dangerous as you choose to see it, right? Because I think what I see is we have various people who have various translations of what they've read because most churches so i'm talking about christian churches for example most churches are <clears throat> praying to you know the christian god that's in the bible and all these churches read the same bible i'm assuming right or um, supposedly but they've all translated what they want so this is actually very interesting i um i went to boarding school it was a catholic boarding school and then I, okay, no, actually, let's start from the beginning. I was born into a Christian home, and it was an Anglican church, Anglican denomination. So my grandmother went to an Anglican church, so by default, that's where I went to for church. And then I went to boarding school, and it was a Catholic boarding school. I left that school, and then I went to a Baptist missionary school that was completely different from the Catholic. And while all this is going, going on, when I go for, like, holiday, midterm, summer, I'm going to a redeemed Christian church. Obviously, because I'm older now, so we don't really go to the Anglican as much, but... We switch in between. So now, in the span of 18 years, I've gone to four different churches, four different denominations that have four different interpretations of how they choose to worship God. So, for example, some churches maybe sing hymns and some don't. Some churches choose to walk barefoot to church and some don't. Also, again, this is just from my background, so I guess it's left to you how um, you choose to see it. Some churches choose to go to church barefoot and some don't. Or... Some believe that you should sing worship before praise. This isn't like, I'm just giving any example. Or some believe it's praise before worship. And some believe to give testimonies before prayer. And some believe not to give testimonies because it's being vain. This isn't like verbatim, but you get what I'm saying, right? So all through my life, I've been through four different ones. And now across the world, there are different churches that have their own different interpretations. And that's, again, like I said, beautiful because it's like, wow, we're all reading... like. There's something beautiful and very, very intriguing about reading from the same book, but taking different meanings from it. Because I think it would have been a problem if we're all reading from the same thing and we all have one takeaway, right? So imagine you like, I don't know, go for a class and you learn something, unless it's like not based on facts, that's different. So maybe class is not a good example. So say you go to Sunday school or whatever and they talk about a story in the Bible. So like parables, for example, Right, and for anyone who doesn't know, parables are basically earthly stories with heavenly meanings. That's basically what it means. That's what I remember by them, right? So, say you've been giving a parable, and out of hundred people, all hundred people believe the one thing that the teacher told them. But the fact is, the teacher has their own definition. So, obviously, the teacher has given you their own gem. If you go home, of course, you're allowed to have your definition of the parable. It doesn't have to be, you know, word for word what the teacher says, right? And I think that's the beauty of it. However, as the world has chosen to be the world. Now they're different churches and everyone thinks they're superior. And we then have people just being how they are. So for <laughs> good example, honestly, let's 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 be fucking serious here. 
there are some people who in this world would support a rapist or a child molester over a homosexual person. It's just what it is, right? And there are families where Uncle Johnny... No, hold on. Sorry. There are families where Uncle X touched two and so when she was six at a party. Trigger warning, I'm sorry. But why the brother of X being gay is an abomination. But Uncle, jo- Uncle X can come to... There isn't actually someone called Uncle Johnny because I feel like I'm avoiding that name, but I just feel like there's probably someone's uncle named Johnny. But you get what I mean. But said uncle can still come for, I don't know, Christmas dinner. But why the brother of X that was touched by the uncle is then told to live in castigation because, I don't know, he chooses to not do what people think is nature, whatever, whatever, whatever the case might be. So there are people like that. And then this hurts me in some kind of way because, like, but then breeding a world of people who are seeing how some people are and they think that's how it is. So it definitely started from somewhere where an uncle touched someone and they protected that uncle over someone who is just trying to show, share, or just be how they believe they are. It's not fucking twisted. Right? To even move in further, right? It then breaks the question, is religion a crutch? Or is it avoidance? Right? Do people use these things that they've, unfortunately, I wouldn't say interpreted wrongly because, honestly, no one's interpretation can be inherently wrong. But do people use these things to defend who they believe? Or, let me put, let me word this better. Do people use these things as some kind of defense mechanism because they are trying to support something that they believe should be? Or do people use these things to avoid questions they can't answer or avoid things that have happened to them so i'm going to try to give like a very um factual example just just to set the record straight right so we all know that like at least the internet says and some facts say that like most atheists that exist in the world are atheists either because that's how they are brought up or they had some pivotal moments in their life that made them stop believing in a certain something up there certain deity god or whatever right and that's why you see hmm I wonder if that's there. Because obviously, when, like I mentioned with religion, it doesn't have to be believing in something. It could be not believing in anything. So, is it to avoid? And they might not be avoiding anything. It might just be like, you know, this thing has happened. It's like, you know what, fuck it. I don't believe in anything. Because there's some people who... I know of people in life that I've come across in the US that like, I think someone has passed. They've lost someone or lost something or they just lost... Something very important to them, and it's like, yeah, fuck it. I pray to this person up there, and they didn't ask me, so I don't think there's anyone up there. So I choose to believe in myself. Hence, spirituality. Unfortunately, I can't speak on spirituality enough because I haven't experienced a lot of people, and I don't think... I think sometimes, even though research is helpful, it's best to kind of be able to experience it yourself to talk more about it. So, you know, it's left to how you want to um, think about it. But religion as, a, religion as a crutch, how does that work? And how does it help anyone, right? Do people use it to defend their bullshit? Yeah. Because I know, like, I know we can all say as people that you've probably and most likely come across someone who is an asshole, but they believe in something. And you're like, but how can you believe in something so pure? And you're such a dickhead. Like, what's, like, huh? Because aren't you supposed to be like, quote-unquote heavenly or actually supposed to be like so peaceful like how can you be 
I don't know. How can you like support Uncle X, but you believe in X, Y, Z? You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense because I'm trying to not be so specific, but I'm trying to pass the message across, you know? So it's very, I don't know, it's very fucked up in its own way, but it's actually very interesting because I think in a nutshell, like I said earlier, it's beautiful to believe that these things are left to your interpretation, but at the same time, it's honestly, you should tread carefully in how you choose to, like, I'm not going to say identify because that's like a very strong word, but like how you choose to approach, there we go, boom, approach these questions and approach your answers. And if, honestly, at the same time, people who, because I know a lot of people who, they choose to avoid some questions because it's going to shake their faith. And people who don't even want their faith to be shaken or shook or shook or whatever, are even a different, you know, group of people who I, I honestly admire. Because it's like, you're not going to, you know, rain on my fucking parade. So fuck you. Stay where you are. And that's very beautiful as well. You know what I mean? So when I think of religion, circling back to the question, it's very beautiful. It's the good with the bad with everything else in life, Right? I'm just supposed to be allowed to kind of see it how you want. But at the same time, they are going to be like the bad eggs. And even when you think of bad eggs, are they really bad eggs? Or are they just doing what works for them? Right? It's like, it's so twisted in an interesting way. And I think we need it. So remember when I said I listened to a podcast, right? And this person was... um talking about something from their point of view, right? There was a question asked that, like, huh, are these things needed? Like, is religion needed? She asked, like, oh, is religion needed? And I'm like, now I think about it, it's like, yeah, it's needed because it then, it's not, it's not like it bridges the bad from the good, but it's, it's just showcases different minds. Because on one hand, you have someone who believes in this, and another person who believes, yeah, you're just like, you know, I'm rambling at this point, but you get what I mean. And at the same, you know, in the same breath, I do believe that, like, the most important, well, maybe not the most, but, like, one important thing is, regardless of what you believe in or choose to believe in, I think what a major or universal language should be is just love and absence of scrutiny or judgment. Because the moment you choose to judge someone, it shows that you think you're bigger than them. And obviously, this is not like factual situations like, I don't know, maybe someone does something inherently terrible like murder. Obviously, that's like fucking different. But let's just like, so again, circling back to an example I gave about the book, someone who is eating by 10. The moment you choose to judge someone who is eating by 10, right? It means that you think because you ate before nine, you're a lot better. But you don't know what someone who's eating by 10 is going through. You don't know what time they get home from work. Again, circling back to the example I gave. So I think lack of judgment, absence of, sorry, Ugh. absence of judgment, presence of love. Oh, yes. I, you know, I think that's going to be the title. <laughs> absence of judgment, presence of love. I think that's what makes it... I think that's what makes it, um, you know, even more beautiful, right? But unfortunately, we never really know until we die. I hate to bring that on you, but, like, we're never really going to know all the answers to these questions that have been asked like you know across someone's life until we just all pass away because again obviously most religions 
there is a question of like, oh, do you have to... So like, I remember when I was in Catholic school, there was... um I, I don't speak for all Catholics that exist in the world, but I know when I was in Catholic school at the time, there were a lot of people at the time who believed in purgatory, which was basically the world... It's, it's basically like limbo. So it's what exists before... um What do you call it? Heaven. And I think they explain purgatory to be... This is like paraphrase, but like purgatory is like where you have like a second chance or something, right? Unfortunately, I don't really know. I mean, there have been people who have come back from the dead, quote-unquote, have been in comas and they've had their experiences. But who even knows? Like, what you experience after death, is it just based on how you lived life? That's like a double-edged question. So if you get it, you get it, right? So what you see after you die kind of depends on what you experience. So someone who, I don't know, dies and goes to, quote-unquote, purgatory, maybe they were supposed to. It doesn't mean I would. Or maybe if... Someone else who dies and says, oh, they were just like in a field of sheep. Who knows? Don't expect to then die and see a field of sheep. You might then be in purgatory. You know what I mean? I think it's just, you never know. And what just has to be universal is presence of love, absence of judgment. Right? And I think that's just, that's like something universal. You're allowed to have what you believe in, but like don't like then use it to try and govern other people's lives. Because I think that's fucked up. In my, in my, you know, personal you know, whatever, right? But yeah, um, there was something I saw a particular time in my life. There was this particular lady who kind of rained on everyone's parade and said, oh, actually, boom, boom, boom. And I remember I was a bit younger than I'm like, huh, is that really true? Like, is it just one person up then everyone is doing the wrong thing? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because we all speak different languages, you know, quote and unquote, and realistically, and just you know, you, you get what I mean. Maybe because we all speak different language languages theoretically as well, we are all supposed to have different translations of who we're supposed to believe in because that's that's how it's supposed to be. The beauty in you know unity, but then the beauty in um, what's what I'm looking for, the beauty in um, difference and uniqueness and everything, right? And honestly, if it works for individual people, it doesn't really matter who or what deity or name you worship or adhere to. Like, if it works for everyone and everyone is inherently not being a terrible person, like, everyone can be, like, as quote-unquote pure or, I don't know, pure or beautiful or honest. You know, if it works for everyone and everyone is worshipping what they worship, then does it really matter if there's presence of love and absence of judgment? And being a bad, bad fucking person. Like, does it really matter? Should it be judged by, you know, should it be law? You know what I mean? Anyway, I had a lot more that I had in mind. Because then I thought of religion. I thought of, like, branching out. the different people, right? But I think, speaking from my point of view, listening to that other lady's, um, the podcast I talked about, her point of view, has made me see that there are two different people that exist. And they, they can be like a million more that can coexist and there not be a problem and there not be some kind of like strife or war. Even though historically there has been, right? You know, because you think of like, so you think of like how religion was even like brought to some African nations. African nations that like predominantly studied, well, worshipped a traditional deity. They were then brought, you know, Christianity by white people. They were doing fine before then. They were planting crops and they were sending their warriors off to war. And I mean, okay, aside from like the, aside from like the, 
inevitability of war, at least 80% of their warriors will come out from war. And these warriors prayed and were anointed by their own traditional deities, right? So does it mean that when the Christians, the white Christians came, according to, you know, the history books, does it mean that, like, these traditional deities are then just, like, you know, invalid and incoherent and just not important anymore? You know what I mean? So circling back to the story and the journey I was giving, when I grew up knowing about my God and then I met not mess, but then I came across Toby's God. And then Toby and I saw John's God. And then we are all in school at the same time. And then we read about the gods of the warriors that were going to war on who they were praying to and who they were anointed by. What was the one thing I could bring out of all this was that like, well, we all have our gods that do our things for us. And I think if we just all maintain our lanes, do what works for us, not try to bring down other people by telling them that, you know, this is what's his law. I think we can all be better people in life, right? Because if you have something that, you, you know, that governs who you are as a person, maybe that's all that matters. If you, if you don't try to, you know, single yourself out as the thing, maybe that's all that matters, yeah? I, 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 hope, that makes, I hope that makes some sense, yeah? But... Even though I couldn't really talk about everything I wanted to today, I've been able to highlight most of that, like most things that I've experienced. And I think that makes it even it makes it a lot more comfortable for me. So maybe another day, another episode, when I've learned more about more things, I can then do like a second part two or something. But that's all I have for today. I'm so parched. I need some water or something. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and I hope you take something from this episode. I really hope you do. And I really hope Everyone that's listened to the episode takes something different. I mean, of course, that's kind of that, that's like beauty of life and beauty of listening and beauty of learning and beauty of reading and whatever the case may be. But um, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share. And if you aren't already, wherever you're listening, subscribe or follow on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Leave a review where you can. Give me a star. Even if it's one. Okay, maybe not one star. But like, if you think I pass this across, well, give me like a star, two stars, three stars, four, whatever the case might be. And share. You know what I mean? And if you're trying to find me anywhere, I talk about books on YouTube. It's called The Book Potato. And I talk about books on TikTok. The Book Potatoes. Just really books, nothing else. But um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed and I hope you had a good time. Thank you for listening to Everything in 3D. I've been your host, Dami Diary. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.